Hey, everybody. Hey. It's me, Shawnee Constant, and Mr. Bean. That's right. Which means you're, of course, listening to a One Fall Show. The One Fall Show. Thank you for uh, being patient. Uh, as I've embarked on my uh, podcast, uh, 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 what would you call it? A podcast? Your podcast uh, Empire? Yeah, yeah, my empire. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've begun to uh, put my foot in a podcast, and there's a lot of uh, fits and starts and getting used to the, the routine and uh, getting used to the... But I think this time we have a pretty good change. I'm I, pretty excited about what we have in store. This is not... Uh, we simply needed some time to regroup. This was a, a pretty solid, forward-looking... Uh, moment in time i'm excited as well i i i like the the uh what what you guys have to look forward to over the next couple of episodes and uh i'm excited to see where it goes i'm excited to see uh as we introduce guests to the show ah, yes, uh yes. what some of the people that we're uh going to to meet like obviously the first couple of guests i'm very familiar with but down the road you're going to introduce guests to us that i've never met before mm-hmm. and that's going to be very fun to see uh how different people take to professional wrestling yes and the premise that we're uh, we're going to go into this is the the premise that we are using is that uh, even people who don't like professional wrestling or don't watch re- professional wrestling have an opinion on professional wrestling right like you might ask someone if they've seen uh, the latest episode of suits and you're like oh, i don't know what is that and then you say oh you know it's another tv show about another. but if you say hey you watch wrestling they're going to have either a a quite positive response or a quite negative response. Sure. Especially if you dig, right? Like yep. if you push someone who doesn't like wrestling, they will let you know. Yeah, <laughs> that they, they don't like they'll wrestling. They have very specific opinions about what about wrestling they do not enjoy. Yeah, and I think that's partially because it's uh, you know, never ending. The fact that Raw literally is on every week is yep. it's, it's it's one of the very few entertainment uh mediums going back to the analog era before the internet and uh you know youtube and and such uh so much video and audio being available that anyone can produce but it goes back so it's got a legacy and a lot of people see it when they're a kid but then abandon it and then move on to something oh, sure. else well both of us are just as guilty of that absolutely as, as for kids, sure it's real neat and then you hit your kind of your teenage years and you outgrow wrestling mm-hmm. but then you know sometimes you come back and you're like hey i remember i used to like this thing as a kid and wow it's changed wow it's new and different I, I totally agree. And so that's what we're aiming for. We're also going to aim to um, add a lot more laughable moments to the uh, the podcast. It's going to take some time. Obviously, this preamble is not exactly the funniest of all things. <laughs> right. And, you know, we have to learn how to interact with the guests, and we want to make it so that it's not at the guest's expense unless uh, the guest is uh, in on it. And we want to make sure that it's not um, uh, something that a, a guest who has no idea about wrestling uh can't walk into and be a part of it so it's, sure we're gonna we've got some different things we're gonna add week by week i've got a task list and um it will be evolving from here but we're hopefully going to be on track we've got guests for the next two weeks and we're real excited about it so get excited and i'd, I'd have to say that it, it's not um coincidence that we've decided to like undertake this change in the show at a time when the the main product and when it comes to uh pro wrestling being wwe is kind of lackluster yeah it got real boring trying to explain what we didn't like about this particular show because and most of the complaints are the same right yep. I and mean, we can come on every week and uh, try to make jokes out of our complaints, and then at least becomes uh, something funny to call back to. But I mean, at this point, it's 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 a time of change in the professional wrestling world. I have not been watching Raw and SmackDown, but I, I, I'm 
by no means believe I've given up uh, yeah. the WWE product, but I am definitely staying, taking a step back from it, and I've been using that time to instead focus on what we can do to make this show better, more accessible, and something that uh, can eventually grow to a place where people are sharing it with their friends. At, at this particular time, and I've seen this happen a couple of times since I started watching the 2000s, we were in a particular lull in WWE's professional wrestling business where Monday Night Raw and Tuesday Night SmackDown is something you put on in the background while you do something else and you wait to hear either somebody giving a promo that you really enjoy or a particular uh, match with a particular wrestler that you really like. And it's happened before and it'll happen again and I, you know, it's it's peaks and valleys and we're just in a valley right now and I'm sure we'll, we'll hit a peak eventually. But right now, uh, it's it's definitely week to week kind of laughable to look at things and be like, man, that's the dumbest idea I've ever... No, wait, that's the dumbest idea I've ever seen. <laughs> agreed. Totally agreed. Well, that being said, uh, I do want to talk for about 10 minutes uh, about um, what we do think was stupid about the last couple of weeks. Sure. And, uh, so that uh, there's a little bit of a transition from the old show to the new show. So let's hit the music and come back and talk about what we've seen in the last uh, week of wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm Shawnee Constant, and I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Bean. Kayfabe, motherfucker. Kayfabe, motherfucker. We are basking in the glory. In the glory. Of the opulent Wrestle Palace. Chandelier! Russell Pellers! Like you fight prison style, dude! Boom <laughs> shakaloo! The scariest of all clowns. Murder clown! It's like we've said uh, previously on the show. Mira! He's fat! He's got a fat ass! <laughs> He's coming, drinking! Bobby's got a big old neck! It's a work! It's a work! And this is the one! Fall show. <laughs> so, um, Goldberg, he's pretty good. <laughs> it depends on your definition of pretty good, huh? <laughs> just when you think, just when you think the Saudi Arabian house show couldn't be a bigger shit show. Yeah, I did not watch the entirety of it. I watched nope. the first couple matches, and I wanted to watch the uh, the Royal Rumble, but unfortunately, watching it post, you know, I, I I really don't. Normally, I don't dive into the news community because I want to have some fresh ideas for the show, right? I don't want to be echoing somebody else sure. inadvertently. But uh, you know, that was like Friday evening, so I'm like, there's just news pouring in. And yep. It's like everyone's saying it's a shit show, and people complaining specifically about like they flew us all here to spend two minutes in a in a rumble that had no organization, and, yep. was, and like, well, the rumbles are usually a blast, but you know, they ruined that too. Good job. <laughs> and uh, I will say, from what I saw, at least they um, didn't have the the people on the couches uh, staring at their it's phones. True. It, it felt a little bit more like a wrestling audience. Yep. Um, the crowd was a little looser. There was probably some people who had been to the first one who felt a little more comfortable letting it out. Yeah. It was still funny to me when you'd hear, like, one person from the crowd yelling out something. I'm like, easy, buddy, don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't call attention to yourself. But, no, uh, I also did not watch it, but once again, it's, it's the kind of thing that, uh, much like the way I keep track of Impact, I just pulled up Twitter to see what happened. And uh, got to see the the gifts of the Goldberg and Undertaker match. The and gifs. Went, 
Yeah, I went, so, okay. Well, I guess I I, I missed uh, nothing more than two old guys nearly killing each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because the first thing I saw was the uh, the tombstone, the tombstone pile driver oh, spot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Goldberg and took the brunt of that one, eh? That, look, that <laughs> looked like when Owen Hart broke Steve Austin's neck. Yeah, I, I watched a match with uh, with Joey Janela and... Um, uh, who, oh, it was uh, it was Orange Cassidy. And okay. Joey Janela slipped on the chair. To, he was going to climb on the chair to do a pile driver, slipped, and just cranked his head onto the oh. chair. I mean, it, it was a debacle. Oh. <laughs> it looked so ugly. Uh, but uh, apparently, um, the freshly squeezed one is he's, uh, oh, still yeah. alive. I've seen him. He's uh, all right. He's moving a little slow, but he's okay. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> Great call, sir. But yeah, there was that that spot which uh, I guess led to uh, Goldberg going for a jackhammer and realizing the Undertaker's a very long man, mm-hmm. and it's a little difficult, especially when you're concussed, to uh, figure out how to get him up in the air for the jackhammer. Mm-hmm. Nearly murder. And my I, my favorite bit was uh, the screenshot of once the match was over, the, just the look on the Undertaker's face. Yes, for a Ooh. guy that his entire character is to not emote. Uh, boy, oh boy! There are times where you can look him in the eyes and be like, "That, Ooh. yeah, that's like the grandpa's angry this time face." Mm-hmm. And like, ooh, one yeah. too many cookies. There, there was definitely there was a look of like somebody backstage is gonna get a talking to mm-hmm. when when old, when old Mark gets back there. Yeah, but that's the word of the show, right? It's like shit show, and we yeah. got um, eight more years of this. So congratulations, WWE. I'm finding that, and you know, for sure, this is. Uh, because I'm not liking the product, but as I don't like the product, I'm like, you know, I'm thinking about this this Saudi show more and more, and mm. I'm liking it less and less as a political maneuver, you know. Right. Uh, so that's not going to help the WWE. They, you know, they're going to Vince McMahon's stubbornness is going to make it quite difficult for them to make the 180 turn that eventually is going to have to be made. Right. Um, certainly, they're a company with billions of dollars. They're not. It's not going to be like. Uh, like uh, WCW, where they're gonna burn all their money in half a year and then be like, "Well, sure. shit," you know. I mean, they 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 can. I mean, if they want to stick to this program and make it essentially the circus, um, you know, a replacement of the circus, and it's just families and kids. That more power to them. Unfortunately, they're not gonna be able to sell eight hundred dollar front seats or six hundred dollar right. front seats if if that's the way they go. Uh, it's gonna have to become a much more family friendly pricing if you get rid of the smarks and. Uh, ECW is threatening to take that away. Or AEW. AEW. Yeah, yeah, ECW is uh, long defunct. But, um, you know. Surprise, you heard it here first. ECW looking to take it away. There's nothing to say that uh, one of these other small companies can't figure out how to uh, start chipping into that once they realize how vulnerable it is. Well, and that's the smartest thing that anybody who's not the WWE can do is realize that there are more fans of wrestling looking for different forms of wrestling than is currently available and if you can tap into the, one of those niche markets you can probably not necessarily make a killing but you can probably keep yourself afloat pretty pretty securely mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there's enough small venues everywhere to, to make traveling shows I mean I've often thought about it but it's just I'm such a disaster <laughs> you know it's funny because I think oh I'm such a disaster putting things and keeping them together and then I'm like but these fucking carnies do it I don't know <laughs> right. Right. I'd have to figure out the insurance cost would be so high that would be the barrier to entry unfortunately well if uh, John Oliver told us anything the insurance cost is you don't you don't pay your wrestlers insurance <laughs> well so <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just saw pop up on my phone. They've announced that AEW All Out is definitely going to have uh, John Moxley and Kenny Omega. Okay. So, and those tickets go on sale Friday ish. 
Yeah, yeah, they're going to be out in no time. Is it yeah. the same building that they had it last time? It's uh, the Sears Convention Center or something like that in Chicago. It's in Chicago again. Sh- Chicago proper, do you know? I believe so. Okay, this might be a, this is bigger. Okay, but they're saying that uh, I think front row seats are running like one ninety. They, yeah, their price points were great. Yeah, they, they were. You, you pay you pay some... more for the cheap seats, but I mean, you know, you got more. Your your, your fans are going to be more hardcore. Yeah, so. no, I think you can get like some lower bowl seats for like thirty bucks. Yeah, no, the prices good. are great. The prices are great. If I hadn't, I didn't have so many. Um, travel plans for the rest of the year. Right. I would very strongly consider going. Um, well, I'd find a group this time rather than getting the hotel room, then not buying any sure. tickets and then just losing the money like a damn fool. But Yeah, and I think that's what they're looking forward to is a lot of wrestling fans showing up in groups and, you know, snapping up a hotel room and making a weekend of it having a whole time oh yeah no it's chicago's a great city you got you got a, the bar in chicago that's a, a full burger bar with all wrestling motif yep um, yep that's where the uh the pro wrestling tees is located mm-hmm. pro wrestling tees will have a bunch of events you have public transportation throughout the city which must be yeah, awfully we know, nice we know nothing about that here in uh, detroit city yeah it's a bit of a problem but uh so muscle man dance versus uh hammer and the rabbit uh, what'd you think muscle man dance is definitely funnier i'm but, uh, a big I, fan of muscle man dance i i appreciate the uh the mallet i appreciate the the harley quinn nature mm-hmm. yeah it was the, fun of the mallet and um I don't know that I necessarily would buy the t-shirt that is based on each of these particular things, but I'm glad that they're smart enough to put it up on ShopZone where people can order a Muscle Man Dance t-shirt. I, yeah, I would consider getting a Muscle Man Dance t-shirt. Yeah. I could see myself. If uh, if the product started taking off, I'd be grabbing that one on clearance when, yeah. when the new stuff's coming out. Yep. Yeah. I At this point, I, I think I may have said it before on the show. I can't remember. Um, I don't even want Bray Wyatt to ever hit the ring anymore. Mm-hmm. Just make these forever. Mm-hmm. This is fine. This is this is Bray Wyatt's broken Matt Hardy moment. Mm-hmm. And like he don't he wrestling. He don't need to wrestle. He just needs to continue to make good stuff. Yeah, like this. Yeah, very well could be. Uh, and who knows? Who knows how long it'll go? Um, and this week in particular, you can tell that they recognize it's one of the best things they've got on the show because they put they advertise the Firefly Funhouse the last two weeks in the first couple of hours of Raw. It's coming up later on tonight, mm-hmm. and then they put it right before the last match. Anything great this week? I no. didn't watch any of it. All right. <laughs> not cool. A, not at all. Biggie returned on SmackDown, which is exciting, but um no. I'm gonna have to watch that one for sure. I will I will have to I will d- double back into the DVR and make sure I watch the return of Big E. Yeah. It's, uh, and I think didn't uh, didn't KO have a uh, a, a main event match it was, against it was, Rollins? Yeah, it was Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins on Monday and then on Tuesday it was KO, Sammy, and Dolph Ziggler against the New Day. Okay, was so, the main event. So I've, I've I'm already I'm, I'm already cracking. I'm going to go through my DVR before the week's out, and I'm going to make sure I watch uh, whatever Ko's doing, whatever Sammy's sure. doing, and whatever uh, the New Day's doing, and then I will <coughs> uh, dip into the women's stuff. Uh, the Becky stuff I'm hearing is uh, quite dubious and it's okay some it's, people are su- com- some, some suggesting neat, some that, that they're torpedoing her <laughs> her rise by simply putting her against Lacey Evans because Lacey Evans is such a a dud yeah well it, it definitely feels like a kind of thing where before Wrestlemania Becky got herself over mm-hmm. um and now that she's over now everybody wants a piece of that pie and it's kind of diluting the character it's like in 19 uh 90 when the Punisher appeared in every comic book and you're yes. like oh wait he's a one note character if you put him in everything you expose his weaknesses yep <laughs> no that's that's absolutely factual WWE is a lot like Marvel 
they overexpose what gets big and then burn it out. Yeah. And whatever happened to Gambit? Gambit was uh, the height of popularity. And That's true. You haven't seen him in a movie. Have I actually think that if you were to just out of the blue, out of nowhere, release a Gambit movie, you know, do it like Deadpool, where it's like a twenty million dollar. You make it like a noir, like right. uh, what was the one we watched? Uh, John Wick. Oh yeah. It's got the dark, heavy shadows and just like bam, it's a Gambit movie. Right. People would be just flabbergasted, and, and they would. They would. I mean, like. The, you'd make a bazillion dollars. Yeah, well, and that's the kind of thing, too, that it's really difficult to do in 2019 with all the social media. It's really hard to keep something like that under wraps. Yeah, but even if the word got out, wait, they're making a Gambit movie, I'm going to be like, what? Right. We're, we're going to spend 30 years. Such a <laughs> great, but okay, I, whatever. That's how I'm going to feel about uh, my uh, KO and Sammy when I go back in. I'm, I'm going to sure. be like, why what, what, didn't I watch this the last two weeks? And right. And I'm going to have to say, no, no, just watch the stuff you like and then leave it. So you want to get to what we're uh, what we're exp- what we're doing today? Today, yeah. So we've got uh, we've got a guest, Akram uh, Amy Cooper, mm-hmm. coming in. We're gonna watch a couple of matches that uh, some some classic matches, and uh, you can uh, try and watch along at home if you want. We're gonna be watching the Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret Hart from WrestleMania 13, and then we're gonna take a, a short pause and we'll watch. Um, uh, what what is it? the Hell in a Cell? Yes, King of the Ring 1989, uh, Undertaker and Mankind. The old tooth snozzle match. That's right. So uh, we're gonna watch that. And we're gonna talk along. We're gonna get to know Amy and uh, what she thinks about wrestling. And uh, that's what you get to look forward to this week. Yes, and remember that this is going to be an evolving process. I've got some different tricks up my sleeve that I'm going to start throwing out once we get going. So yep. if this one is a little stilted, this is a first time for all of us uh, in this this environment. But I really enjoyed it, and I think that uh, it's going to be totally worth listening to. And you're going to really be glad you did if you stick with us for the next three, five, seven, right, eight years. <laughs> eight years. Oh my God. All right, Mr. Bean. Well, you and I, of course, know who Amy is, but for, sure. for our global, uh, what was it, international audience? International audience. International audience that sometimes extends all the way to Australia. Amy Ackerman <laughs> Cooper, why don't you introduce yourself to the, um, one, show, one, fall, the one Fall Show audience? Yeah. I am Amy, and I go by acronym on some levels, and my reason for being here, as you may be questioning, is... I occasionally partake in some wrestling, as far as the watching is concerned, you with you Mr. Bean. Yeah, I, I don't think I could escape it if I tried, because no. I live with you. So <laughs> No, you're going to see a lot of wrestling. I'm going to see a lot of wrestling. I'm going to talk about a lot of wrestling. I had a nightmare in which the Usos shot me the other night. Yeah, mm. so... <laughs> it's not paranoia. It's the Usos. Exactly. That's what I told her when exactly. she woke up. So... Uh, there, but there is a giant gap of um, vintage matches, I will call them, that yeah. I have not seen. So yeah, I, I wanted to see a couple different ones. You've only been watching for like the last couple of years, like around WrestleMania time, and then you know, and Monday as a Night kid, Raw's and SmackDown. Yeah, and, and as a kid, a little bit, I had I had some uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and uh, and The Rock influence, but right. there wasn't a ton of it. Not enough to where I would be able to tell you who won what and when and what year. So we we kind of ask you, or I ask you before we started this, like what is what what are some matches that maybe you have not seen that you would like to see? And one of the ones you came up with was uh, what we're about to watch, which is WrestleMania 13, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret Hart in a submission match. Now what about hearing about this match was something that you're like, I gotta see this. Well, it threw back from uh, watching Becky Lynch this past 
year, season, whatever you want to call it, um, and she had gone in and done the invasion as a SmackDown member, and she went to go leave with a blood all over her face, and everybody kept comparing it to that Steve Austin match, ah. and I had not seen it, so I had to look it up online and uh, just saw GIFs of it, and I'm like, okay, I need to watch this GIF. match. It looks awesome. <laughs> GIF! It's GIF. Graphic interchangeable format. GIF. There's going to be a WrestleMania right here on the One Fall Show. One of, our, one of our first guests is going to beat your ass. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start this match up here. I've got the I've got the the network queued up, and uh, we're we're looking at WrestleMania 13. Looking right at mankind in a rotund fellow. How would you describe this man? That is a he, he's. Uh, I think Scott Steiner would describe him best. He's fat. Uh, <laughs> That is uh, British Bulldog and Owen Hart apparently look like they just lost a match to an unmasked evader and mankind. And this is before um, Owen Hart fell to his death. <laughs> yeah? I, I believe so. Okay. I mean, it... it, it... They throw you off with that one? <laughs> yeah, I got, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they're doing... I wanted to, I wanted to start it here because they're doing the recap video. So ah. if, you're, if you're watching or, you know, if you decided you wanted to watch this along with us, right now we're watching Bret Hart uh, run into Triple H, Sid Vicious throwing him into Triple H, going over essentially the program leading into WrestleMania, the reason that Bret Hart is, wants to get in a fight with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, oh, got Brett. him. Got yeah. him. Bret Hart with the, you scratch my back and I'll stab yours. Right. He's swearing at Vince McMahon. <laughs> somebody, somebody on the Bret side. Hart makes me puke. Bret Hart. <laughs> and I think this is, uh, this is before Austin is huge. Like, this is him on the way up. On his rise. Yeah. Which I think was more truncated with Becky, right? It sort of, sort of blew up quicker. Yeah. I, think that um, I mean, she put in work, and it took a little while, but it's it seemed like sort of week one when Becky started becoming badass. We were already demanding the, the, the Stone Cold moment. Right. Yeah, we were so the hungry at that point. she punched Charlotte, there was no turning back from that. Yeah. Well, yeah, when when, uh, when she turned on Charlotte at SummerSlam, and it, and, and we, we as a crowd decided, no, she's right. Charlotte's a <laughs> dick. I don't like that she wormed her way into this match and then won it. And now we've got uh, the the uh, the other Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, we've got. Uh, I haven't Marie, watched in a couple of weeks, Lacey so like, for, I'm forgetting her, names at a prodigious rate. Right. You hate Lacey Evans. I hate her so much. Why? I hate her. What is? What about Lacey Evans? Do you hate so much? Because I feel like she ripped off the chick from Glow. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's I, fair. I, I forget her total name, but I I am blanking on her name, her character's yeah. name. But the, the, great show, though. Yeah, a great show. I didn't watch the second season yet. Oh, I watched the first. It's one. just as good. Yeah, awesome. I highly recommend it. I, I I watched both seasons. They're uh, putting Gina Davis in in the third season. Ooh, I read that. Yeah, I like that, the sound that of that. I did out. not know that. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be uh, that'll be a good time. And I gotta tell you. This will be a good time, too. Now, this is a submission match, so the only way to win is obviously to get your opponent to tap out. So this might be a little bit slow going mm -hmm. as this match goes. Uh, if I remember correctly, I looked this up before we were going to watch it. This match, uh, Bret Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin goes... And special guest referee Ken Shamrock, That's a right. UFC legend. I watched him once uh, in an early UFC fight facing off with... Uh, oh, who was it? Was it Tank? 
No. <laughs> no, uh, Freddie Rockane will remember this. It, it was it was meant to be like the first mega fight in mixed martial arts, and they just circled each other for Ugh. the entire time. It was a, an utter debacle of a pay-per-view. I not something that WWE knows anything about. No, of course not. I think this shirt is worse than the time they made Baron Corbin wear a ref shirt. A ref shirt? Yeah. It is It is a kind of a goofy-looking shirt. Yeah, not good. Here comes the Texas Rattlesnake. Mm. Now, do we know where this oh, is taking place? Do we know where this is taking Boom. place? Boom. Look at that. That's the, a badass entrance. The glass breaks. Absolute full house. Yeah, at WrestleMania 13. Um... Let me, let me oh, go. WrestleMania, yes, of course <laughs> it would Austin be a full house. Austin 420 out there in the crowd yeah. on the sign. It's at the Rosemont Horizon in Rosemont, Illinois. Yeah, really. To, according to Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. This is also, it's this is kind of interesting, too, because this particular WrestleMania, not that great. Now, what year, <laughs> uh, WrestleMania 13? 13, 13 uh, took place in 19, March 23rd, 1997. Okay. And let me, let, me just, uh, let me briefly give you the highlights of what you could expect on this card at this point in 1997 in WrestleMania. The opening match was Billy Gunn, before he was a badass, <laughs> uh, defeated Flash Funk. Ooh. Um, who... If you didn't watch the Attitude Era, you have no idea who Flash Funk is. Yeah, the long-lost uh, Funk brother. Right. You've got uh, a big-ass tag team match with the Headbangers, which I remember from the Attitude Era. I liked Funky the best. Uh, he only made one or two appearances, but Funky Funk. Right. Oh, look, Brett's got some Brett's got some sparklers and some friggin' pyro, pyro going on. Look how short the, uh, the ramp is, too. My God, you, you know, The Undertaker would actually make it to the ramp before the beginning of his song even started with that <laughs> right. kind of ramp. Right, this uh, tunnel they have is uh, reminds me of the old laser tag days. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. That definitely looks like a laser tag tunnel. Laser tag or, like, college football. Right. This one, uh... This I don't know a ton about the Heart Foundation, so... As far as those guys are, this one's not well, Natalia's you know, dad, right? No, you know that the Hart Foundation was Bret Hart, the uh, this is his uncle, yes. Okay, and he was uh, he was tagged up with Jim the Anvil Nightheart. That was uh, Natalia's father. There we go. Now at this time, Bret Hart is sort of at the top of the game, right? I yeah. Mean, it was a, sort of a slow period for WWE, but he, during that, he held the company together through he the, put in the work. small crowds. And, and him, much whoa, like The Undertaker, whoa, he whoa. was... Stone, stone cold. Coming right, right out the gate. He is not... Uh, they are brawling. It's not quite a hockey fight that we get to see with Kevin Owens and uh, Sami Zayn or something. No, but, similar though. Yeah. The only uh, hockey players wouldn't want to roll around on the ice like that. No, not with those blades. I was thinking the cold, but I'm a huge wuss. Also, it's <laughs> nice that they have the mats on there. They don't have those anymore. Well, they do still do the mats, but now they're like they're stylized so that you can't tell they're just blue ass wrestling mats. Ah. <laughs> but there's still like that uh, that you know six inches of foam gotcha. between the concrete floor, and you can see here uh, Austin in his uh, his brawling wrestling style, which Ooh. I selling like hell off that post. That looked really good. I have to say, when I when I came back to wrestling in 2000, Austin uh, had been away with uh, some injuries. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the the broken neck, but he'd been away with some injuries. When he came back, he was very sloppy. He still wrestled this brawling style, but he was it felt really sloppy. And for a while, I did not like him. Ooh, interesting. Because I, I was like, he is gonna hurt somebody. 
He's definitely a lot more fit in this one than some of the other ones that I've seen. Right. Sometimes he's a little bit, there's less abs on him. Than... For sure. Well, it's all that beer. Yeah. All smashing <laughs> beer Shamrock together. pushing fans back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that you'd see that in 2019. No. Referee laying his hand on the fans. Out of the way, nerd. <laughs> that was also another thing we noticed is there aren't any, uh, not as many photographers out there anymore. No. There's like tons really. when you watch these now. But you, right. You don't see the cameraman doing calisthenics. No. It's actually enjoyable to watch. None of that. But I just Thanks, Vince. I'm glad down. you fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if mics are picking up that airplane flying overhead. Probably. <laughs> We're in a bunker. Hey, keep your eyes on the match, losers. <laughs> Mugging for the cameras like a bunch of honks. There's the, is that the beer man? That was oh, pre-social media he's, too. He's got he's got all the uh, he's got that cup holder that like thirty six count cup holder. <laughs> he's holding. Well, Austin did pick up a beer and slam it. Yeah, I bet he got it from one of the from the the beer man. Yeah. That guy wants his seven dollars. <laughs> They are really piled into the arena in the old days. You know, they didn't have big cordoned off areas set it's, up. It's really kind of fascinating to watch this era of wrestling and watch them go into the crowd like this and how, like, you can't obviously see the security. Like, there, it seems like there, there's obviously, there is security. There's some security there. In but case yeah, something happens. They don't have the big, uh, I'm part of security incorporated no, shirts. No, not at all. Well, you see those guys. There's like six or seven oh, dudes in now. orange, uh, the orange guy, jackets yep, yep. just following them. They crept into the screen. <laughs> oh, he suplexed them. Ouch. Out in the stands. You meant, Jesus. I want to see somebody get suplexed in the stands next to me in the lower bowl of the Little Caesars Arena. And then this fan is just patting him on the back like, yeah, good job. Good, good job, job, Brett. You did it. You got him. <laughs> yeah, the main event of uh, WrestleMania 13 was not this. It, <laughs> it was a no disqualification match for the heavyweight championship between The Undertaker and Psycho Sid. Ugh. So you Sid. can see why this is the match everyone remembers. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Not to say that this match isn't really kind of good, but Psycho uh, Sid is such a disaster. When the main event sets a bar that low, it's not uh, it's not hard to steal the show. Is that like a main event of Baron Corbin? I or Lacey Evans. True. In your opinion, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ninety-seven. It was a long time before you got the replay on the screen. Yeah, yeah. They just replayed him uh, from like five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crotch and Brett on the uh, on the polls. That's another thing that you don't see these days because they've got all this coverage over it. Is those those iron uh, those iron gates to keep the fans back? Yeah. Yeah, I like the all the old uh, standard equipment better. I like the old. Um, posts right the old turnbuckles everything felt raw or felt more like like you were going to get hurt hitting them yeah um and you you know you see that in uh most indie shows now or even like you know ring of honor or something like that they'll they'll just put like uh, a tarp over those things <laughs> just fell over <laughs> yeah that was a great it was like a prep Austin ball. Yeah. picked up the stairs and then Wait. just fell backward with them in his hand it's like you I was going to say that I thought Brett kicked him and he fell over, but Brett it, just peppered him with punches, which leads me to believe that that was not planned. He, may he have just fell the F over. He may have tripped over Hornswoggle, who wasn't uh, 
properly positioned. Are you kidding me? Hornswoggle is like four years old at this point. Well, you got to watch out for kids. They get under your feet. Sometimes you step on them. Speaking of this, do you want me Sometimes to tell you, you how old purpose. I was when no, this match happened? I don't want to hear that. <laughs> it's a running joke between the two of us because you were significantly younger than me. I don't want to know. I like to torture him with it. It makes me uncomfortable. I'm just realizing Jim Ross is on the uh, on the commentary. Gotta love that. That's not bad. Even even like Jim Ross having an off day is still just a fantastic time. He's such a damn professional. Even listening he's, he's to him, so like, good. like double or nothing. Even you you could hear that like he's trying to keep the ship together. Yeah, and they've got work to do on that broadcast, but I think having him there is it's it, it's a it's a positive, even if it doesn't ultimately work out. I yeah. think having him there. I never, I didn't think about it, but uh, I think I was listening to the Jim Cornette experience after Double or Nothing, and he was saying that he is not a fan of the three-man booth. I don't think I am either. No, it's unnecessary. The yeah. third person is always like other guy. I, I wonder if they do it simply because you have to have, in case one person doesn't show up, you still have your two-man booth. Maybe. But no, I mean, like, what does Byron ever really bring? <laughs> so Brett is working over the leg. And Ken Shamrock just asked Steve if he wanted to give up, and Steve gave him the double middle fingers. Something so, else we got to see uh, that they no longer are allowed to do in WWE. Yeah, it's true. Brett working over the leg for the uh, for the sharpshooter, which affects the leg and the back, of course. Side note, third man booth, I would assume, would be, like, if two people have the same opinion, the third person's the tiebreaker. It's supposed to be the, yeah, mm. the tiebreaker. Because mm, yeah. you have your, obviously, you guys know the heel have commentator. Like, yeah, and your you heel commentator. Your whoa, 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 kayfabe, motherfucker. <laughs> My God, Austin can't stand. Bret Hart looked great in 97, I have to say. Never been a big Hart fan because, going back, I was always a Jim the Animal Nightheart guy because sure. I was, like, six. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> Jim's the loud one. By this time, I would have been, you know, in college and was not watching oh, through this period. Oh, stunning out of nowhere. But these really are two powerhouses, and then Ken Shamrock. Is that, <laughs> is that an SKO, then? Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. That's a... Uh... Stunner out of nowhere. This ref looks like such a tool. That's Ken Shamrock. I don't know who he is. He looks like a tool, though. He's a, he's a <laughs> UFC legend. If I, was... I know nothing about UFC. My my extent of UFC is knowing who Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar are. <laughs> well, okay. UFC is the organization that um, or... CM Punk left for. Oh yes, um, and then that McGregor guy with the bad temper beat up yeah. over yeah. and over and over. <laughs> And over. I mean, and then he had to go and fight amateur, and he got beat up there too, because uh, he's a garbage person. Okay, here we go. We got a figure four, so there's a chance for the submission. Yeah, and it's doing sub- it around the pole. It looks right. like tapping to me. He's it's banging his arm against the mat, which is the but textbook. He's sh- <laughs> yeah. No, he's shaking his head. He's saying no, no. I, I'm just trying to get through it. Right. God damn it! And this is a this is a submission match, so there's no disqualification, so he can put extra leverage by doing it. Upside down, essentially, on the pole. I think if I was as yoked as Ken Shamrock, I would have uh, horizontal stripes uh, airbrushed onto me forever. Also, yeah, they do. They do accentuate his uh, his pecs. Uh, vertical, rather vertical. Uh, I've, he reminds I've me lost, of EC3. Uh, my X and Y axis. 
He reminds you of EC3. Yeah, yeah. I EC3 is because yeah. he's so just muscled up. As long as he doesn't start stripping in the ring, I'll be fine. <laughs> EC3 in his promo. Oh, yeah. He's right. taking his clothes off. <laughs> the old uh, ring announcer. What's that fellow's name? That oh, character? Howard Finkel. Howard Finkel. Yeah. Howard Finkel. I see Brett grabbed one of the uh, WWE chairs that had like the cushioned bottom and realized that no one's gonna buy if I if I use this. So he went and got one of the just the regular oh, steel oh, chairs. He's ah. holding the leg in the chair and he's gonna. I, don't stomp on it, Brett. Don't stomp on it. You're too good for this. <laughs> you were raised being abused in the basement by your father with a mangy bear. That's right. Don't, <laughs> don't stoop to these levels. Dang. Oh my God. Stone Cold really knew how to fling a chair. I mean, yeah. de- deliver a chair blow. The way he like <laughs> throws his, he's he understands entertainment so well. I mean, people sure. think of him as just being like this, like he's the shoot badass. But no, he really gets no, yeah, that's, playing to an audience. That's the thing is he he gets how exaggerated he needs to be to make it sell to the people at home on TV or the people up in that upper bowl. Yeah, yeah. so that they see it and they go, "Oh my God, that was neat." I like that head shake that he does. Yeah, he's always he's always talking trash and shaking yeah. his head back and forth. All he needs to do is add his E snap. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fabulous. That would be hilarious. Well, what was his uh, tag team earlier? He was the uh, the the Hollywood Blondes. The Hollywood Blondes. Yeah, yeah they were, <laughs> uh, it seems like the Z snap would work yeah. for them. No, they used to. Austin was the one. He used to uh, roll the the, the crank camera. Oh. He, he would pantomime. I'm trying to set my mic down here. He would pantomime the the crank camera here. He would do one of these. Ah, okay. This is about athleticism. <laughs> Jim Ross. He screamed something about covering a bald spot. I don't know. Yeah, Jim Ross did. is out a of his mind. Fired up Jim Ross is oh, amazing. Oh, this poor little girl just can't look because this is just such major violence. She is definitely a Bret Hart fan. I've got bad news for her. <laughs> about 10 minutes from now, she's going to see more blood than she's ever seen in her life. What is this? Whoa. It's a, it's a very some strange kind of, armbar. Some kind of octopus armbar. <laughs> that is one of the, that is one of the worst submission moves I've ever seen. Uh, well, and this is why Stone respect Cold to Mr. is Austin. That is yeah. Ken Shamrock's trying not to just slap them both right now. I have to believe. Yeah, he's 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 pulling his arms apart, man. It does yeah. actually looks like it hurts. It's and just so unwieldy. The like there's the, no. Uh, I don't know. Somebody did that to, to me. Oh, oh there's too hard. There's Stu. That's Bret Hart's dad, and he is horrified. Actually, he's not horrified. That's just the face he makes. That's I'm, just his face. I find him to be pretty <laughs> horrifying. Well, this is why Austin shouldn't submit all the time. Shouldn't use submission holds? Yeah. <laughs> he used to, he, if someone he, wanted to stop the Hearts early, they should have started a, a faction called Child Protective Services. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Gotten involved with Stu Hart's operation. Just I every think now and again, make random down. visits to the dungeon. Yes, just to see what's happening as they torture a young Lionheart, Chris Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you can't do that to children. Call him a coward. He did well. It's a, you got Jim Ross and you got Jerry Lawler. Oh, it is Jerry so Lawler. Jerry, yeah, yes. And Jerry Lawler hated Bret Hart. 
Really? So yeah, he had a. He had a is think, that a real life? Uh, a real life I thing? I don't know, but it was. It was like I think the first few Jerry Lawler had in the WWE was with Bret Hart. Oh wow! Okay. There was a kiss my foot match involved. <laughs> it was just insane. Oh, a thumb to the eye. Wow, Bret. Wow. Didn't expect that out of you, and it sounds like the crowd didn't either. That's, a, that's the most technical thumb to the eye you're ever going to see. He is very precise. I have to hand it to him. I have to hand it to him. Yeah. And there, it, Bret Hart always had this uh, this spot, and I don't think we've seen it yet in this match, where uh, somebody will throw him into the turnbuckles, and he'll just take it chest first. Mm. And he just runs at that turnbuckle so hard. I I think it was in his movie, uh, Wrestling with Shadows, that he talks about one time he hit that turnbuckle so hard he like, broke his sternum. Ooh. But it didn't stop him from continuing to do that spot. It's like Andre used to love getting tied up in the uh, top and middle rope. Brett used to love taking that friggin' turnbuckle spot. 1997, the crowd booing Steve Austin. That would change. <laughs> Almost <laughs> immediately. Now, was this the match that was meant to flip him? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because that's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Taking out the commentary. <laughs> he really, that commentator really tried to. It's like a to. turtle. Look, you can't roll. <laughs> Who is that on the ground? I think it's the Spanish commentators. Yeah, they're, they're, that guy's under the it's desk. It's always the foreign guys that they knock it, over. It really is. They always take the first shots. Isn't it normally like the German guys? Do they normally get the German guys think, now? Yeah, now I think it's the German guys. I have a problem because that German three-man... If I was the other uh, commentators, I would look at that German three-man table with all my two men and say, they're looking to invade us. Like, <laughs> eventually, we're gonna, there's going to be a pay-per-view and it's just all German announce tables. Jesus. Wait a minute. Look. Where'd the French announcers go? The and then they'll leave Corey there because he likes saying supremacy over the, and ah, over yes, yes, and yes. over. The announce tables, I like that we got a replay of the Corey announcer shows, going over. Yeah, when, 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 when a pay-per-view uh, starts and you notice Corey has a little tiny wow. mustache, you'll know that that's oh, when yes. they... Uh, Look at Austin's forearm. The big commentary yep, table invasion. A bunch of blood take. on that thing. Oh, wait till he turns his face though, because is it from his face? face? Yes, it's coming from oh. his face. Oh, so he got busted open as, he, as soon as he went over that table. Yeah, like the exaggerated recoil is—it's so exaggerated, but it—it it just works. Yeah, I mean, it's there's no doubt. I totally get why people love Stone Cold Steve Austin, despite really this being one of the few matches I've actually watched. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a this few over the years. This is what I saw was this yeah. particular part. Where it's just blood dripping from hitting the mat. It's all over his arms, all over his face. It's yep. just super intense. And Stone Cold makes no bones about the fact that he absolutely reveres Bret Hart, considers him one of the greats of all time, if not the best. So. Yeah, no, this was, I mean, uh, they, they may not have been able to gauge exactly how much blood Austin was going to be covered in, but this was the planned spot. This was uh, the to turn Bret heel and Austin face... We're going to have the face, Bret Hart, go too far. Mm, I see. Austin I see. obviously is not physically capable of continuing the match and being like, no, 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 this some bitch right here said that he wasn't going to tap out. And I have to say, for all the blood that we're seeing, he's doing better than uh, than Dustin did at uh, Double or Nothing, Whew. where he just like was a geyser right out of the gate. Yeah. Uh-oh, here we go. This is killing me is that Bret has no blood on him whatsoever. Too much oil. Just slides <laughs> off the baby oil. It's all the baby oil. <laughs> Jim Ross screaming, not on the injured knee. No. Not on the knee brace. 
So what is the knee brace from just in general? He had like knee issues or was it a specific match that Steve Austin has uh, what is uh, I've I've read is medically called hyper reflexive knees. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a double jointed ism. Um, And, you know, wrestling's a tough business on your knees in the first place. That's why in this particular match, he's just got the one knee brace. Yeah, Uh, it wouldn't be too much longer before he had that brace on a brace on both legs. I just never knew why. I, you know, he always talks about the fact that he, he's too old to come back, but I think that with modern technology, he could come out all braced up with some cybernetics and put on a hell of a show. Oh, for sure. Cyborg Steve-O. Stone, <laughs> stone, cord, uh, the stone Cold Cyborg versus the steel, Undertaker steel uh, hologram. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. After Special it. guest referee, <laughs> Slabby McDouche. <laughs> What's his name? Catch uh, Rock. No, no, the one who uh, knocked himself out before the match in Saudi Arabia. Knocked himself up before the match. Who, who just faced the Undertaker? Oh, fucking Goldberg. Gold, yeah, fucking yeah. Goldberg. That's what we need to yeah. refer to him as. Is fucking Goldberg. Fucking yeah, Goldberg. Yeah, fucking Goldberg. So Chuck so- showed me a meme the other day. It was the Superstar Showdown 2020, and it's got Hulk Hogan pushing Ric Flair in a wheelchair down the ramp. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I can I'm see like, that. Yep. Yep. That's the next Saudi match. It's scary also how a believable now. It's uh, scary how believable that that picture is. It really. There is. There it is. Dumb. That's the spot. Yeah, he takes that like a champ. And yeah, he just completely falls. He will. He goes will, limp. He will hit it so hard as as to shake the ring. I feel like that's something that AJ Styles does now. I I would not be surprised to find out AJ Styles was a huge uh, Bret Hart fan. I would. Yeah, I would yeah. think so. He wrestles like and AJ is as good as anybody. Like he every, almost every time he goes out of the ring, it looks like he botched and he's going to right. like, yeah. break his neck. But it's clearly just his technique. He just sells really well, though. He, he doesn't make anybody look good. Agreed. Yeah, that's one of uh, one of our long-standing. Yep. Especially after he had those matches with uh, the Chinless Wonder, James Ellsworth. James Ellsworth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Haven't heard much from him. He's uh, not AEW. <sighs> Why not? Oh, uh, probably from. There was a photo that was women in the wrestling world. Orange Cassidy versus uh, James Ellsworth. <laughs> I can imagine Orange Cassidy doing anything. <laughs> I felt like I saw a picture of James Ellsworth though on Twitter. With like the... he's still doing something. Oh, sure. He's just not. I'm sure. Yeah, he's sort of a gray lister right now. I think. He, yeah. He right. got blown up for doing some shady shit, but like I'm, I, I'm sure XICW would still sign him. <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> there have got to be, out of the several hundred small promotions in the United States right now, there's got to be plenty that will sign, uh, that that will bring him in. But I don't know, I figure not whoever big money. Enzo and Cass are with might take him too. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Austin's got an extension cord. Wow. And now he's... Oh, so we're just going to hang him. Yep, he's just going to choke Wait, the lights out a, of Bret Hart. That's that's a red licorice. This is a word. <laughs> <laughs> He's got red vines. That's exactly what He's it got is. A tremendous length of red vines and uh, hit him with the bell. Now, why would that be dirty pool? You're getting strangled with red vines. Of course, you hit him with yeah, anything well, you possibly can. Ken Shamrock's not. Uh, he's not disqualifying anybody. Fair, fair. He's letting it go. Isn't it no disqualification? It is. It's a <laughs> submission only. But wait a minute. Why did he get to grab? Oh, I guess in a submission only, you can grab Look the ropes the to uh, blood on the to mat, break the hold. Though. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that man is. They got to change that. Covered. And these people weren't worried about AIDS. I'm sure they were. I'm sure uh, people were testing. Jeez. I have a feeling that uh, they probably talked uh, about AIDS a lot, but knew absolutely nothing about AIDS, if I know anything about. 
and now we're loudmouthed and jacked up human beings. It's real beings. bloody now. He's we're getting the iconic shots that uh, that you see all the time of Austin in the uh, in the sharpshooter just pushing up and just blood running down his face. This really is a great moment, and watching the match now start to finish, oh. I am appreciating it a lot. Look at that drip off his eyebrow. Yeah, it's just dripping. Well, those cuts on that top of your head, uh, your forehead, they they do bleed like a mother for whatever reason. I don't I don't know it my why myself, but I've cut my head open a couple times, and it just it's just a and geyser. You can, you can very well like you look oh, at that shot yeah, right that there. Oh yeah, that shot. He's got blood in his teeth. He's got it yeah. all over his face. <laughs> He's pushing up off the ground and just screaming. And you see that shot there. You can definitely see the rela- the correlation between that shot and Becky standing in the crowd. With, with her, her arms wide open. Her nose not meaning bloody. to sound like Creed at all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I said arms wide open and I was like, don't I was sing. Like, nope. Don't sing. Don't sing. Uh, <laughs> I was letting it go. Oh my goodness! And Austin is the sharpshooters uh, really taking it out of him. Yeah, yeah, and the blood loss. And I'm not really sure what Ken Shamrock. Like, why is he's he asking him? Here? Do you do you give up? Do no, no, you I get that, that, but like, why did you need Ken? Wow, okay. It was one of those. He didn't Mania. give up. He just uh, he passed out. He just passed yeah. out. Yep. Well, that was a hell of a match. I have to say. Yeah. It was one of those. Uh, it was one of those WrestleMania things where you got to get some celebrities, and that makes sense. They wanted to make this match. Uh, they were they were courting Ken Shamrock. I think within the year he will be in the WWE. Okay, after I, this I match is happening. I thought I knew he had been in the ring, yep. uh, so I didn't realize it was after this. I thought maybe uh, maybe something would come about with him being what <laughs> like he was just him, like, hey. the big crossover yeah. star. Like, yeah. Checking him. You there? Yeah. All right. You okay? I'm still so mad I didn't get that shirt. The Detroit, the Detroit 316. 16. I'm sure they'll make more. They're making them blue and orange now, and they say well, Motor City 316. It's so new Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, no good. Yeah, I've got the same shoes as Ken Shamrock. Frederick <laughs> King gave me those shoes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Are there any anything else after this, or do they just sort of... I think, sh- I think Brett mm. goes after him again. If I, if I remember correctly, but otherwise this is uh th- this is the iconic uh, match of Bret Hart and Steve Austin. This is the match people remember from WrestleMania 13. This is the moment. Like I was saying before, yeah, yeah, here we go. He's going uh, back. He's going, going back to the leg again. Dirty pool, Bret. Bert, dirty pool. You had this match. Uh, before this match, you had Owen and the British Bulldog versus Mankind Invader. Uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley with China fought Gold Dust. Uh, Rocky Maivia defeated the Sultan. Oh, here we go. Ken Shamrock is... There we go. Threw down Bret Hart. Yeah. Bret Hart is going after him with a fist and wondering, like, maybe, wait, wait a minute now. Have we really worked all this out? Should <laughs> I really be doing this? It's It works out a lot better for Bret than it does for Shawn Michaels a couple years later when he, uh, you know, takes a poke at Mike Tyson. <laughs> That's asking for trouble. Yes, it is. I am a huge Mike Tyson fan, but... I would feel like I'd need to be around him for a really long time before I took any kind of jab, physical or verbal, <laughs> with uh, with Iron Mike. Did you know that Mike Tyson has a weed ranch now? I do. Yeah. Uh, it's not available to the public yet, unfortunately. Nope. They keep publicizing it, though, so I keep seeing pictures of him with him, his weed. I want him to advertise on the internet for it. I want him to have, like, radio spots for Mike Tyson's weed ranch. Mm, yeah. Come to my, I'm going to get you so high. Sativas. Sativas. 
CBD right, oil. So Stone Cold <laughs> versus <laughs> Brett the Hitman Hart from WrestleMania 13 in 1997. Good totally match. worth it. Good totally match. worth it. Great choice. Yeah, great choice, Amy. Hey, thanks. Oh, no. I- All right, so the other match you wanted to watch was the uh, the classic cage match in McFoley against The Undertaker. Now, are we going to watch the entire uh, entrance uh, <laughs> the, the Undertaker fiasco You may want to fast forward through that. It'll well, take a while. Let's uh, let's let's start up now because they're just they're just lowering the cell here. Jr. looks now. like he's fifty years younger, mm-hmm. even though this match took place twenty years ago. Thirty years ago, or twenty five, I think now. Twenty five seems about right. Yeah, I will look it up. It's going to be between those two numbers. I can almost guarantee it. So I'm noticing the pattern here of the two matches that you you kind of wanted to watch here uh, with us here at the One Fall. Like show. a lot of blood, do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like seeing people get beat up. Yeah. Well, it, it was um, when we were discussing what matches I would possibly want to watch, it came down to uh, Chuck and I talking about the fact that we I've only really seen Mick Foley as general manager, mm-hmm. happy, yeah. good, lucky. Like, like kind of Grandpa Foley. Yeah, yeah. Grandpa Foley, He's mostly. Santa Claus era. Yeah. Yep. You know, Grandpa, Grandpa did some time in the war. Yeah. And you don't think about that when he's, you know, just bouncing the kids on his knee. Exactly. So I wanted to see a little bit more raw of him. Of Mick Foley. This is interesting, too, because you'll get to see, like, uh, the the uh, Satanist era, almost, at The Undertaker. And this is gotcha. the King of the Ring uh, pay-per-view. Wow. Yeah. This would be uh, King of the Ring 1998. So he's got more of like the so ch- 21 years ago. Lecter yep. mask going on. Yeah, yeah. The, the Mankind character uh, came with the mask. One of the really cool things they did, uh, Mick Foley talked about in his book when he started as Mankind. Um, is he had different music for his entrance and his exit. Yeah, that's a really so good play. Yeah. His, his entrance music was this kind of creepy Silence of the Lambs stuff because he has that mask or something like that. Right. And then when he won matches, it was like this ode to joy kind of stuff, this like peaceful thing. And, right. Uh, he would use the, uh, of course, uh, mankind used the mandible claw as his uh, as his finisher, which was a submission move that he would stick his take his two middle two fingers and stick them right down your throat. Gotcha. Yeah, I think that intro music being different than the outro, very shrewd, very smart. Um, I mean, he's a incred- not incred- not only incredibly dedicated to the 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 um, the sport, as it were, but. He really just loves being a creative person, and he and he yeah. hit, and he has some big hits in his time. And I, I think that having that that sort of um, end of a Hollywood movie, we did it music after right. his matches is really really shrewd. When yeah. when Amy mentioned that she wanted to see something with uh, with Mick Foley, like in a, you know something a little from his hardcore days or something like that, I almost suggested his WrestleMania match with Edge. Okay. Because that's got some really great high spots in it. But if you want to talk iconic, right? When it's uh, and and not uh, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. <laughs> iconic. <laughs> you're not seeing me, but I'm gesturing. You're doing. Right you're now. doing the pose. We all are. Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Just watching Mick Foley climb up on top of the cell is pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> like he's got such a potato shape. And you're like, <laughs> how is he going to pull this off? And he does it rather deftly. Well, and this was only the second Hell in a Cell match ever, too. Oh, the one okay. before this was, uh, I believe it was Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. Way to set the bar so high. You know what <laughs> I would be no curious? no one will ever be able to meet it. 
I would be curious of this. This is a little backtrack, but I'd be curious to see if Bray Wyatt does different music no. for beginning and end. If they'd let him for oh, you this mean new thing, that would be smart. With his, yeah. with his uh, Firefly House thing, the Firefly Fun Hut. Yeah. <laughs> the one good thing that's going on in WWE. The one, yeah, the one good thing. I love yeah, the Muscle the, Man dance. Oh. Yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah, that was pretty great. Okay, yeah, so this Taker version, oh, I'm it's not the Hellraiser. as yeah, yeah, I'm not as familiar with the Hellraiser version. Yeah, this is Satanist Taker. Now, is this before or after the uh, motorcycle and bad? Uh... This is before motorcycle. Okay, this so he still hadn't motorcycle. caught on to new metal yet. He he was <laughs> nope, got a few years to catch up. <laughs> Limp Biscuit is soon to come. <laughs> He's still a couple years away. Chuck did make me watch that though. I you have to, you have to see him Limp Biscuit because I. Hands down, I think my favorite thing at any WrestleMania is when they get a live band yeah. to play somebody to the ring. I'm like, not... I don't even care if it's Nickelback playing somebody to the ring. Like The fact you got a live band playing you to the ring, that's got to jack you up, well, man. That's why I like the one um, with Bray Wyatt and they did the, the fire yeah. that, that that's song. Not even, that's that's not, not even, even a real band, is yeah, it? It's, it's a, like one guy. Yeah, it's a, one guy that wrote the song. Yeah. And then they just put, you know, they got a band to play it to play Bray Wyatt out the ring so he could fucking lose so cool I don't know how any member of DX ever was excited to come to the ring f- for the DX house band <laughs> the they, DX, yeah. that band sucks. the DX house band <laughs> the low rate uh, Zach De La Rocha Ugh, extremely low rate so um, nothing could be worse than the B team I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be quoting uh, I'm gonna be pulling a lot of stuff out of Mick Foley's Mankind book that he wrote about in this uh, that he's talked about you know at length so you guys at home might know this but I don't I don't know that Amy necessarily knows this um, so Mick was watching tapes of the first Hell in a Cell match. We see on the wall it says One East Igloo. Is this in uh, Pittsburgh? I believe it is. All right. So yeah, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the Civic Arena. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, here the, comes the chair. Who's the chicken, though? That's Sable. Oh, jeez. In the poster there. In the poster on right. his computer. Uh, but uh, Mick was watching tape of the first one with Terry Funk, who you will see in a minute. He's a longtime, uh, longtime friend of Mick Foley, and uh, Terry is the most hardcore of hardcore wrestlers. Um, he's like the the grandpappy of ECW hardcore wrestling. Um, but he's he's got the gen- yeah. Look at that. Oh yeah. They step on that grating and <laughs> it's it, about two minutes in, and they're like, maybe we shouldn't have done this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> goes right through in the corner. He like goes to Ben to grab it, and he's like, oh oh oh. They just remembered that Vince McMahon doesn't like to pay that extra union money <laughs> to oh, get people God. to build things properly. Well, and the cage is so different than it is now. Like they didn't it's plan. Like, they they didn't mm-hmm. tell anybody they were going up there. Oh. And there he, there goes. he goes. Wow. Just throws him right off. It wasn't even technical. It was just. Yeah. Yeah. Picked him up and calmed oh, him down like he was nothing. And he kind of he kind of skids off the table, and the table, of course, crumples, and he is now under the wreckage of the table. And you know, I, I bet there's a piece of. The tables. Undertaker, who's like, I hope he's not dead. Like, I'm sure. Because this is, you know, obviously entirely a a mankind production in terms of, yeah, you're just going to pretend to throw me and I'm just going to jump off the thing like yeah. it's uh, yeah. totally casual. And then he does and you're like, ooh, maybe that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> Those poor kids are at ringside just probably bawling their eyes out. He's just like, dad is dead. This is the one that ends up getting spotlighted in the uh, the the, 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 um, the 90s documentary, right? Mm. Um, 
No, I believe that's a match with The Rock. You're talking about the uh, um, Beyond the Mat? Yes. That is a match with The the Rock, where The Rock blasts him in the face with a chair like 12 or 14 times while his one? family is at with ringside. His, with his teeth hanging through his lip? Or wait, you know what? They do talk about this match. Yeah. Because he yeah, calls the so. guy like afterwards, and he is still concussed and out of it. There's Terry Funk. Yeah, him and Terry Funk were watching the original match, and Terry uh, looked over at him and said, Well, Mick... What if you start the match on top of a cell? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I, remember, I read this uh, so, as well. Oh, boy. There's a, there's a reason Terry Funk is the first person you see going, are you okay? <laughs> sure this he, is your fault. I'm sure he feels a little responsible <laughs> about this. Man. See, now, like, watching that, though, like, just, like, he, he just gets flapped right off. I'm sorry, but Shane McMahon doesn't interest me anymore. Like, no. Like, him going off, it's like, you expect Shane to do that. That's the problem with the Shane spots, right, is now yeah. they become so predictable. Yeah. Coast to coast, let me jump off this thing and hit the table. I tell it's you what, there, there, there's an era between, like, 2000 and 2001. Two or maybe 99 and 2001 where Shane fell off increasingly higher things <laughs> and you didn't really see it coming like yeah. you knew Shane was going to fall off a thing but then he'd go even higher than the last thing he fell off of a couple months ago and you'd be like oh well, there's no way he's going to fall off oh my god wow he, so yeah, they no, took he... his mask off now that he's laying on the ground oh, yeah. and yeah, just as talking as to him his, uh, he's, he's telling him his shoulder's dislocated <laughs> uh, and they're trying to figure out how they're gonna get a board and a stretcher over there yeah there's uh, Sergeant Slaughter in the suit <laughs> the Undertaker's just standing there Vince like McMahon. yeah he's on top of the hey. cage wondering how he's gonna get down yeah uh... <laughs> He's trying to figure out... Look mean, figure out how to get down. Look mean, figure out how to get down. Right. Nope, still haven't figured out how to get down. Yeah, between this match and uh, <laughs> and the, uh, the the match with Goldberg at the Superstar Showdown, it's amazing how a man who his entire character is to not emote, you can look in his eyes sometimes and tell exactly what he's thinking. Oh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, even watching him get retired the first time. Yeah. Oh, they're raising the. F- yeah, they got to they get the stretcher in there. There's Vince <laughs> saying, "You got to raise this cage, man. We got to get a stretcher in here." Mick is really hurt. And the Undertaker's just like, "Uh, All right. okay." All right. <laughs> How is he not bloody? Like that's a. It, it, there's... It's probably he's probably bleeding internally. Oh, after yeah. Something like I mean, that. I guess he did hit the uh, the the commentator desk perfectly in oh, terms yeah. of what he needed to do. He did it right. right. It could it could have went wrong in probably a thousand ways. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. I, I think it went as right as it could have. Well, not to mention, okay, so you, they're picking him up off the ground like this and trying to put him on the stretcher, and that is not what hat. you should do. <laughs> you should put the stretcher on the ground and I'm pick sh- him up and move him and then put him down versus, hey, Mick, can you stand up? Yeah, no, they, they tend to do that more often now, but I'm sure there was a lot of communication on Mick what hurts. Yeah, true. Vince McMahon looks very concerned, but his actual he, <laughs> Vince McMahon, when he sees a tragedy like this, he's hoping for death because it's cheaper than medical bills. Right. It's true. He's like, oh, Jesus, is going to cost a fortune. He's I kind of like looking. In his head. I kind of like looking at the Undertaker up on the cage because he looks like someone waiting for their wife to get done from shopping. Yeah. <laughs> He's just standing there like, what do I... Okay, I guess I'm here. What am I supposed to do now? (laughs) 
now I'm reminded of that time that they put uh, what's his face in the shark cage. Was it, uh, was it Chris the, Jericho? Yeah. In the shark cage. That was Enzo's uh, my favorite moment with Enzo. Oh yeah, Enzo yeah. Enzo himself out to slip out. <laughs> yep. Mick Foley rolling off the stretcher <laughs> while it's while it's halfway up the uh, up the aisle, saying, "No, I I think I can keep going." That'd be me. <laughs> I roll over and like me hitting my head on something. I no, I'm good. Let's keep right. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. You've done that. I've done that many literally times. Literally done that. Concussed yourself. All right. Like, oh, good. All of our guests are going to come onto this podcast just to put themselves over. This is going to be the <laughs> hey, last episode. Hey, I have not plugged myself barely, barely scratching the surface. Oh, he's still moving. Mankind he's still is gr- up. Oh, and he, he is, is climbing the cage. You know, I was Undertaker's gonna... like, damn it, I just got halfway down. Right. I was going to say, wow, I picked a very uneventful match for something oh, no. so violent. Nope, they're back up here oh, again. Oh, no, it starts with a bang and continues. Yeah, no, this is a great match. This is an excellent, excellent choice. Wow. I do like the the look of Satanist Taker. I'm, I'm good with this. It's, it, it's kind of a neat look. It is a good look for him. Plus, it keeps them all... Tucked I... in, it's not the nipple slit. Oh, oh, right through the top. Yikes. The thing that's fascinating about this match, I've Maybe seen this I match. I shouldn't have climbed back up there. Like, how many people do they have to ask him if he's okay? Yeah. <laughs> and, he's and, a camera guy, everybody. I mean, this match has been two spots, and it's two of the grossest spots you'll ever see <laughs> in terms of just, like, That's what horrifying. I was about to say, is there is not a lot of setup or, like, bullshit in between the huge... Holy shit, he's dead. Which, yeah. Yeah. which you couldn't hear it, but that is Jim Ross's call when he hits that mat. The next thing you hear out of the commentators is, "Good God, he's dead!" My God, okay. he nearly killed him. Um, <laughs> okay, can you imagine now though if somebody said that immediately, no, everyone would have slipped and fell on top of him. That's oh. all added <laughs> yeah. to the drama. I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool that he he slipped on down and just landed feet first. Very like deaf. I'm he's here. Very, he's very yeah. agile for a big man. Always yeah. had been. Apparently, oh, wrestling. he's hitting Terry Funk. Oh yep. boy, this is out of control. No, Terry's buying time, man. They always insisted that 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 was not intended to happen. I don't think they've anyone okay. has ever really admitted that that was. The Undertaker has just choke slammed Terry Funk. You've seen him choke slam Terry Funk, Hulk Hogan, and Goldberg. Which one was the good one? I don't know. He literally knocked his shoes off. So I, I think I'm going Terry Funk. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, almost any question that's going to involve. And look uh, at that chair. Hulk Hogan. Oh, the go- legs of the chair. Fucking Goldberg and Terry he Funk. He could have went. Through. Terry Funk's going to be my top pick. <laughs> the legs of the chair came down and hit him square in the face, and that is why Mick Foley's tooth is currently in his nose. Oh, oh gross! Yep, yeah, this is one. It, and there's Terry's shoes. They're just yeah. Terry's shoes <laughs> right there. He literally, he chokeslammed him, and he had one shoe on and one shoe off. Yeah. And then he, he had the other ones. Okay, now the Undertaker's, like, casually rolling him, like, okay, get away from the Reeboks. <laughs> away from the Reeboks. No, I'm sure he's just as concerned as everybody. He's trying to communicate with Mick and find out exactly how there is he. He's like, dude, you're you're bleeding like crazy. Yeah, yeah, just do it. Just do it, man. Yeah, and you see, like, all the blood on Mick right now is coming from his mouth. Yeah. Whoop. Crotched him. And now they're locking the cage. 
Jesus. Yeah, probably not a great idea based on how this has gone so far. No, because then they're going to have to... Oh! Yes. oh that tooth oh. out of the nose is one of the more gross things I've ever seen. You know, if you wouldn't have told me it was a tooth, though, I would have thought it was a booger. Yeah. You and, know? and I don't think that uh, I don't think that he in his book he talks about he didn't realize that his tooth know. was coming out of his nose. Oh, never occurred to him. He knew that he there was a hole in his lip, and he thought maybe if he stuck his tongue through the hole, as the camera was coming around, maybe oh, it would yeah. look real gross. <laughs> but no one could tell. Um, little known fact: it was actually Cain um, who extracted the tooth from his nose because he had as, previous dent- dental yeah, experience. Previous dental experience. Are you guys joking? <laughs> <laughs> I literally can't tell. <laughs> Kane's previous character was an evil dentist. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and now he's a mayor. He's the mayor and the sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> literally just asked me what he was doing. Is he is Kane still wrestling? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he's he's the mayor of he's a small town he's now. He's still mayor. <laughs> <laughs> like, he I, he did put on a mask during a speech a couple months ago and choke slam a, a aide through a table. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it, it was uh, it was all over social media. He did it, you know, as gag, and it was funny. You know, looking at Mick, I don't think I would have wore a tie ever doing <laughs> what he does. Like you no. could literally get like that caught on something yeah. and right. hang yourself. Right. I don't. I don't remember. At when... this point, he's probably thinking hanging would have been less uncomfortable. Uh, true. I think the tie started when he was aligned with Vince McMahon. Like, he was trying to dress himself up a little bit, so he wear, wore, like, the, the oh, shirt Oh, yeah, he was, like, tie. corporate yeah. mankind. Right. And he just kept the tie because it was kind of funny. But, no, you Ooh. make, like, for practical purposes, you make a great point. Like, Where you don't you need going? that extra. Every single... Every... Undertaker? <laughs> Went for one of those Seth Rollins dives at McFoley out of the ring. McFoley moves, and Undertaker just kind of javelins himself into the Hell in a Cell. But well, it was like he, McFoley was he saw like how easily the panels of the cell busted off. He, he was just trying thought to get they were going to go right through it. Yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm done with this. Mick's tooth is through his nose. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Bastard locked me in a cage with the cameraman and the ref and this guy. <laughs> this guy doesn't even remember his own name right now. And you can see, too, Mick, is, uh, his, his left arm, it looks like, is very ginger with it as he's moving around. He kind of lets it lull. No, he definitely doesn't have, like, the glow that he normally has, right? He's an incredibly charismatic wrestler. Yes. Uh, he was one of my, you know, as a casual, casual fan during this time period, uh, he was one of my favorites because he was just so interesting. But, that like, he does not have that going for him right now. It seems as though he's pretty much operating at, you know, 50%. Yeah, for sure. That's a good amount of blood on Taker's head. Oh, jeez. And that's a pile driver. That that's actually my favorite version of the pile driver. I can't. Okay. It feels like the safest. Like I should be landing on my ass. Mm-hmm. Your head should never touch the mat if I'm going to do that sit out pile driver. Yeah, yeah. How did Mick Foley even do that to him? Undertaker's so huge. He's very long, as uh, as as Goldberg proved, trying to jackhammer him after yeah. getting his ass knocked, knocked silly. <laughs> Undertaker's a very long no, man. Fucking Goldberg. Fucking Goldberg, man. Now Undertaker's got some blood on his head. I've been yeah. very excited to see the uh, the bro just hammering fucking Goldberg on <laughs> <It> is, <laughs> social media. It, it is hilariously amusing. 
And I think it's good natured too that he explained himself on social media. He's like, dude, I love wrestling, and this guy isn't fucking good at it. He's a menace. And it pisses and he's a me off, everybody. And by the way, <laughs> Undertaker, legend. Fuck that other guy. <laughs> I wonder what Matt Riddle feels about uh, CM Punk. And Goldberg's like, wait a minute, I'm fake Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm the second best Steve Austin of my era. <laughs> I keep watching Becky and, was it Edge, go at it? Yeah. Yeah, back and forth on Twitter. I don't know what the end game to that is. I have no idea either. It seems like she's trying to fight Beth Phoenix, but like Beth won't tweet at her, so she's arguing with her husband instead. And now uh, She wants to face anyone but the second best Charlotte of her era. Exactly. Here is a staple of a McFoley oh, match. Oh, are these the tacks? That's the thumbtacks. Uh-huh. They get a close-up shot so you can tell. There's some real-ass thumbtacks. Oh. Oh, that's a lot of thumbtacks. Thumbtack a... spots always make me uncomfortable. Yeah. That's like $20 worth of thumbtacks. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where and you... That's in 2019 you... money. The get... dollar store. I don't know where you get an entire sack of thumbtacks like they keep under the ring. Amazon, dude. And I don't know why you sack keep of a, thumbtacks. It's a, a four and a half sack stars. of thumbtacks. Hey, you can buy ball pit balls on Amazon. I guarantee they have a sack of thumbtacks. Please don't put thumbtacks in the bottom of your ball pit because that's just rude. Well, if people want to get naked, that's what they deserve. I don't know why Mr. Bean is making this uh, show vulgar today, everybody, but I apologize. <laughs> I bring it out in him. It's true. Now, that, there he is. He's got the mandible claw Ooh. on The Undertaker. He's Apparently, the physics of that move is that he's pressing down on the nerve underneath your tongue, mm. and that's what's supposed to knock the guy out. Certainly what's happening. Um, very scientific. Right. And I'm sure... Uh, Lock stock with Nine, reality. Instead of just putting his dirty ass fingers in uh, in in your mouth again. How great out. is it to see the static cameras? It's produced like a professional wrestling it's true. show. I feel like this is it's what you do to your zooms. dog when your dog eats something they're not supposed yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> or trying to feed them a pill, depending yeah. if you're angry. <laughs> right. So Fourth of July, take this Benadryl. Take it. Uh oh. Undertaker is up. Oh, he's oh, walking here he goes. backwards. Here he goes. Oh, no. Pile of thumbtacks right behind his oh, boots. And oh. Damn. And then he and rolls, then he rolls in it. Like a fool. Yeah, he's got to make sure that he... Damn it. He, he, he missed the... Yeah, wiggle around in there, little he's Mick. He's a damn professional, that Mick Foley, I yeah. have to say. He's got tacks in his ass. He knew that he uh, he knew that he missed the main uh, the center of the pile, so he wanted to make sure he got as many tacks as possible. Uh, he is a professional, but I, I, had he have known that he did the tooth nose spot, he I probably yeah. wouldn't, would have realized that the thumbtack spot wasn't completely unnecessary. Like we're, I'm still <laughs> oh, not. Oh, oh no, we just gotta cover it again. Damn just it! Just in case. Choke slam into the tacks. Ugh. That has gotta hurt. Look at what this point like... does Undertaker lean in? Go, you gotta tooth hanging out of your nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking grossing me out, dude. Oh. Maybe he thought it was a booger. Now we're going for that tombstone. Oof. Oh, right into the tax. No, the I mean, tax. Well, there's tax some tax. Everywhere, some so tax. Right. Any move mm. is going to get some tax. Oh, Even, thank God it's look over. At the, look at the Undertaker's arm. Over. He's got a tack in his arm. Oh. It's, you can see the shine. All right. Well, that was another great match. This is really a fun one, and... I could, uh, you know what? Actually, this makes me want to watch older matches with all these guys. So thank you for making these picks. Hey, I'm really you're welcome. Enjoying, I really enjoyed this. I'm glad I could pick some gruesome 
yeah. ridiculousness. <laughs> what do you want to watch? I want to watch the gross shit. <laughs> I mean, you know, with the Attitude Era being the, the, the as you know white hot popular as it was, and we've sort of at different points around the Attitude Era with these matches, I think they were excellent picks, and they are both like um, tentpole matches in WWE history. And For I'm glad sure. that we got to watch them tonight. It was a lot of fun. Where do you want people to find you? I know you do, uh, uh, you do all, a blog, all, all, you do all of the internet. You do uh, you do uh, uh, promotion of events? Yeah, right. I do all of that. I, I do local promotion of events on acronymofficial.com, A-C-R-O-N-Y-M. And then if we want to get even more confusing, I sometimes write on wrestling uh, for the other outlet, also named acronym, spelled differently, A-K-R-O-N-Y-M. I N E M, did I spell that wrong? I don't know, but we'll we'll include it in the uh, in the links for this particular Absolutely. episode. We'll put it in I'm the a writer, out. but I can't spell. And once, uh, I have loved that you've been sharing your writing on the One Fall Show Facebook yeah, group. So. I, I've been trying to make sure that I cover some of the like the, inter- the like the stuff that that's not gonna really be talked about, and uh, I, I need to dive in a little bit more on AEW. But as far as I know, most of the stuff I know is WWE. Oh, so. I'm sure in the next 12 months you're gonna have plenty of opportunity. Ah, yes. Yes, true. Well, thanks a lot for uh, joining us today in our inaugural episode. The very this may I'm not sure yet. This may be the very first episode of the One of Fall the One Show Fall ever Show. for real. The second time. <laughs> hey, Version that's 2.0. real cool because then you got the whole women's evolution angle. There's a chick washing wrestling. See, there you go. <laughs> uh, th- there's definitely enough old white guys like us talking about wrestling. It's refreshing to have a <laughs> different Absolutely. view. It's true. And it turns out that you like the gross-ass shit, too. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> right. What do you know? We're, we're all, you picked the matches where the dudes almost got inside. killed. Yeah. Pink and meaty and with teeth in our mouths. Well, when he asked well, all me, of like, us except for Mick Foley. Mick Foley well, what do you want to watch? I'm like, none of the women's matches really interest me. Let's watch this gross stuff. So, I'm really down for that. Awesome. And Mr. Bean, you can be found on Nerd Radio. Absolutely. You can uh, can check us out on WRAF.com or wherever you can get your podcast. Just look up Nerd Radio. It's part of the B-Pod Studios Network. Awesome. Thank you, everybody. The thing that you can do to help us out the most is to rate, review us, and come visit us on the One Fall Show Facebook group. Absolutely. You can find me at shawnee.constant on Instagram doing my little art stuff. And uh, thanks, everybody. Have fun. Be safe. Here it comes. And don't fall in the hole. See, that's what I'm talking about right there. Legendary. <laughs>